And this is my favorite quote. And I've read a lot of quotes. I've memorized a lot of quotes. I love quotes. You know, a friend of mine who's real successful gave me the nickname Socrates because I have all these quotes, right? So, <laughs> which I think is funny. But this quote is whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire, sincerely believe, and enthusiastically act upon must inevitably come to pass. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design the life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today, coming back with another awesome episode, a uh, collaboration with Chad Kenneller. He and I have, were really students of the world of personal development, of personal growth, of becoming more. Uh, he and I both have tried to learn from the greats, right? And then we try to apply. That's the secret is you learn it, but then you try to apply it and see what works, see what, what what doesn't, right? And then try to pivot and try to make things happen for you and your family. But today we're coming back with another episode that he has a quote uh, from a gentleman named Paul J. Meyer. And some of you listening may or may not know of Paul Meyer. This is going to be a quote. He, I've heard this quote, but he's going to break this down. Uh, he said right before we hit record today that this quote by itself can lead to tremendous amounts of success, which is why I'm super excited that he's going to bring that to us here today. So Chad, welcome back to the show. I'm super excited to see where we go with this one. And I am super excited to be here. And, and, you know, there's, I don't even know how many billionaires there are in the world now, but the the first one that I ever got to hear from, I didn't get to meet him in person, but I got to hear him at an event was Paul J. Meyer and awesome, awesome guy. So I think after I heard him that time, I bought one of his books, Family, Faith, Fortune, and when you read about this guy, you know, you just see that he is someone who had it all, right? He was a he was a great family man, great giver, great successful businessman, you know, so which which to me is really important, Randy, because I've met people who are highly successful, like, and they made a lot of money, but they've lost their family, you know, they've lost their in, in the process, right? So I'm very careful when I'm following, cause I'm a family guy myself and I want to be successful too. And, you know, business and all that, but there's, there's gotta be an alignment there. And so I just want to preface this by saying Paul J Meyer has that, what I would say is a proper alignment with, with God, family, um, you know, children, then business. So, and I've known other people who, you know, I've heard him speak and they've sold businesses for hundreds of millions, but in the process of building it, they lost everything else. And some of them would probably say, they wish they could go back and they would have gave up those hundreds of millions to keep their family and everything intact. So I want to preface that by saying Paul J. Meyer is a great, great guy to learn from. He's one of the founders of personal development and that family fortune and faith book. It's really simple, maybe like 120 pages, but a great book for, for all your listeners, Randy, to, to check out and just an awesome, awesome guy. But here's the quote. And this is my favorite quote. And I've, I've read a lot of quotes. I've memorized a lot of quotes. I love quotes. Um, you know, a friend of mine who's real successful gave me the nickname Socrates because I have all these quotes, right? So, <laughs> which I think is funny. But this quote is whatever you vividly imagine, 
ardently desire, sincerely believe, and enthusiastically act upon must inevitably come to pass. Now, if you have anything in your life that you would like to inevitably come to pass, and I love that word inevitably, right? Because there's certain things you can do in life to where success is inevitable. And what, is, what does that mean? It means it's guaranteed, right? Now, when I say guaranteed, that's apart from, you know, uh, there's a tornado and it sucks you into the sky and you disappear. Like that, that could take away your success guarantee. But if, if you have time left on this planet and you do A, B, C, the predictable outcome is X, Y, Z. And the best I've ever heard it explain, Randy, in my entire life is through here. So what I want to do is I'm going to break down a piece and then kind of ask you what you think that means. And we'll go back and forth a little bit and we'll break this whole thing down. And hopefully by the end here, you guys will feel like you have the same success formula that that I know this has and that many others have, have come alongside with too. And it worked for Paul J. Meyer. Remember, it's his quote. And he went from being a, a young man that was broke and had nothing, struggling. He got into insurance sales and he was struggling, struggling. And then he ended up becoming a billionaire. So this, this worked for him, right? This formula worked for him. So first of all, whatever you vividly imagine. So when you think of that, like what does what does vividly imagine mean to you, Randy? Clarity, having a crystal clear picture in your mind of of the of a future event or a future thing is what I see. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and Claire, that word vividly, right? Vividly. So first of all, um, every single person that hears this has an imagination, right? And, and think about when you're, when you're dreaming, right? And, and I think some people have to remember how to dream because when we're kids, we dream. I mean, I saw my first Rocky movie. I'm like, I'm going to be a professional boxer. I mean, anybody else, right? I saw Indiana Jones. I was like, I'm going to be that archaeologist. I'm going to go out there, you know, and I would see other things. and I'd be like, that's me. That's me. I was, I was, I could, I knew in my head when I was, you know, 10 years old, I could be anything I wanted to be when I grew up. I knew it. You knew it. Most people know it when you're a young kid and you, you know, you, you just have these big, huge plans and dreams. And, you know, some of our parents are like, yes, you can do it. Other parents are like, slow down, son. You're, we're always going to be broke, you know, <laughs> and I understand there's a different dynamic, but regardless, we're born with that passion in us. We're born with those dreams. We're born, you know, nobody says, man, by the time I'm 50, I'm going to drive a, uh, you know, a used Honda Civic. That's right? usually now on the top list is what someone what someone wants, right? Or you don't say, "Man, I'm gonna have I'm gonna live in a great thousand square foot apartment like you dream." I'm gonna have an estate. I'm gonna have this amazing house, and I'm gonna own all this land, right? Those are those are the things that are that are, we would dream. And I'll tell you a quick story on this too. I went to a, a, a missions trip to Brazil, and I remember going there, and all they had was the land, right? And I was there with this guy's name's Alan Alan Shatterpole. And he's like saying, okay. And they had one building there. They had like your office building. And he said over here and he had rocks. So he had like big boulders laid out. And he's like from this big rock to this big rock. And this way, this is where the guest housing is going to be. This is where the sanctuary is going to be. This is where the male dorm is going to be. This is where the female dorm is going to be. This is where the classroom is going to be. Here's where we're going to grow this for the food, for the kitchen, which is going to go over here. And it was just a land and there was nothing there, but his imagination. And I remember sitting there going, dang, that's, man, what a visionary. And I was like, how much all that stuff going to cost? And he's like, oh, probably about $400,000. And I said, well, how much money you got right now? And he said, zero. And I was like, huh? And he said, it's okay, though. He said, the money will come. And I got to go back 
like a year later and it was like half built and I got to go back a couple years after that when the whole thing was built. So I literally got to see from land only and no resources how this thing got built. I mean, talk about hearing someone in their belief. He knew when he first told me he had the faith, he had the belief. And I was just like, are you crazy? I'm like, wow, this guy's got a mind way out there. But so does every single person who has that great thing happen in their life. Right. And so when I say vividly imagine, man, you got to spend some time like, like 10 years from now, like if you had all the money in the world you could ever spend and all the free time to enjoy it, what would your life look like? How would your life be different? See, that kind of question will get you to start vividly imagining. So everything happens twice, Randy. It happens the first time. That's why we, when you build a house, you have a blueprint, right? You don't just, you don't say, I'm going to build a house and you go to Lowe's. You're like, let's pick up like about 72 by four, some nails, and we'll just start building. We'll just figure it out as we go. No, you have a blueprint. If you go on a trip, you, you get, I mean, you had to, you used to have to have MapQuest, right? Or you, you'd have to print the map off and, or go buy the maps when you got into the new you know, state and all that kind of stuff. But you have a plan, you imagine it, you think it through first. Like, and most people, Randy, they spend more time planning their two week vacation than they spend planning their whole life. They don't think about their future. They think about their vacation, but they don't think about five years down the road, 10 years down the road, how things are gonna look. So it starts with vividly imagining. And then number two is ardently the desire. So whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire so so for you randy when you hear those words like ardently desire what what does that mean to you so i might not know the dictionary term of ardently but the thoughts and feelings that come to my mind is like almost passionately it's like you desire it to the point where nothing is going to get in your way of achieving whatever that vivid vision that you're having for yourself is that close it is. It is. and i love paul j myers adjectives because everything you know, he could have just said whatever you imagine desire but he said no whatever you vividly imagine ardently desire so ardently desire means man you're hungry for it you you wake up thinking about it you want it so bad like you said passionate right you're passionate because it takes passion passion is fuel passion is fuel for the dream so and, and desire and, and sometimes people are motivated by desire what they don't want like like you've heard of people like the day it turns your life around sick and tired of being sick and tired you know your kid asked for uh, a candy bar at the grocery store and you say no because you can't afford it right and you're like i've been working for 12 years and i can't even buy my kid a candy bar they want to go out to eat or movie and you're just like i'm sorry we can't afford that like like that destroys people sometimes where they they click and they say never again like like i shared on a previous episode randy when i'm in the military and i'm in afghanistan and i need to go home i want to go home i desire i had an ardent desire to go home but i because my two-year-old was so sick and I couldn't because I was in the military and I said, never again. So my desire to not be controlled by anybody else led me to getting out of the military. And I used that fire and that fuel to drive me that passion to, to make a way where I could replace that income very, very quickly and get out of the military. So whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire, sincerely believe. So there's belief, but you know, everybody knows what belief is like you, you you believe it, right? You think, think this is true, right? But what is sincerely believe? What would, what would, how would you kind of articulate that? So belief has been a topic of conversation in our house over the last few weeks. And so I've gone down a little bit of a, a self-study of belief. And the thing that's coming to me uh, that when you say that, so sincerely believe is it's almost literally, it's an eternal knowing of the outcome. So it, it starts with the vision. 
ardently desire and you believe it to your core that it's going to come to pass. That's how I take that is to be. Yeah, this will come to pass. And in one way I've heard explained that you know that you know and you're knower. <laughs> right? It's like you you believe it's your belief is so strong, it's so built up or whatever that no one no one can come in. There's so many walls built around that belief. It's so strong, it's so solid that no one can steal it from you, no one can rob it from you. It's sincere, very sincere, meaning you feel it in your bone. You believe it. You know, you not just believe it in your head, but you believe it in your heart. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the last beat. Now, now here, you know, we talk about vividly imagining, ardently desiring, sincerely believing. But of course, there's that last part. And, and this is a very, very important part. And enthusiastically act upon. That's the work, right? The work. If you guys look right back here, so you can see uh, that's, you know, John Wood's Pyramid of Success. Now, the cornerstones, which are very important. The bottom left is industriousness and the, and the right is enthusiasm. And what that's basically saying, industriousness is work and enthusiasm is excitement. So he's saying the same thing right here. Enthusiastically act upon hard work with excitement and enthusiasm because excitement and enthusiasm will cut right through the obstacle. Like a steak knife trying to go through butter, right? It's just like the obstacle becomes butter. Whereas if you don't have enthusiasm, it could be like trying to take a steak knife through a concrete block, right? You got to have that enthusiasm, that excitement, because, man, that, that, that's another thing. It's just, you know, success begets success, basically, meaning when you get hot and you get ex- ex- successful in one area, it bleeds over. It bleeds over. You, your marriage is rocking. Your relationship, your kids are good. Your business. And you, we've all met those people. It's like everything they touch turns to gold. Well, if you dig into it, they're excited, they're enthusiastic about their life. Like that's the, all the top performers are like high energy. If you think about it. And so enthusiastically act upon and then equals. So this plus this plus this, you, know, you guys remember math, right? A plus B plus C plus D equals boom. Right. And here what it equals is must inevitably come to pass. So Randy, when you think enthusiastically act upon, you know, what does that, what does that make you think of? So we talked about this in the last episode, and the thought that comes to my mind is falling in love with the process, knowing that with the enthusiasm of showing up every day with excitement is going to inevitably lead to this outcome that you desire, this vivid vision, all the things you talked about so far, right? So it's each step, when you put them all together, it becomes this, as you mentioned at the very beginning, a success equation that you can apply to every part of your life, your relationships, your your financial situation, your anything, anything you can ever imagine, which that becomes exciting. And the excitement creates enthusiasm, which is going to create different actions, right? So you're going to show up differently. You're going to act differently. You're going to be differently, which is going to generate different outcomes, positive outcomes probably, right? And it just, it starts to snowball in a positive direction that sitting here today, you might not even believe that it's even possible, which we're sitting here today telling you that 100% is possible for sure. Yeah. My friend, my friend, uh, Josh Denny wrote a book called inevitable. It's a really good book. Cause basically it's, it, it shows it's like scales. You know, if you put something heavier on this side, this side goes down, this side goes up. Right. So every day we're constantly tipping the scales. Like, are we, are we moving forward in life? Are we not moving forward in life? Are we, are we loading up the the uh, goal achieving side, or are we loading up more up the tension relieving side, which one would take us forward and one would make us stagnant or even go backwards. Right. So, so it's, it's that, 
inevitable. When I think of enthusiastically act upon, I think of like mass, the words massive action. You know, it's like all in, like, like you're, you know what you got to do, right? You've got your, your KPIs, your key performance indicators, you've got your activities that you know are going to move the needle, right? They're going to, they're going to load the best things to set on the scale, load the scale in your favor. And you're just load, you're loading that scale up. You're just like, boom, 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 loading up so fast because the faster you load it, the more momentum you get. And let's break this down into like a just real life thing. So one, one of the things like New Year's resolutions, for example, every year there's, I don't even know, millions of people probably say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, right? So I'm going to lose 20 pounds. So it can be, if you do this right, losing 20 pounds because it's inevitably going to come to pass, right? Because there's certain things you can do and you know that you know and you're knower, right? You can lose 20 pounds. Why? Because people have gone before you and lost 20 pounds. You know, a lot of people have, and a lot of people tried and failed, but a lot of people have, you know, I'm doing that. I'm on like halfway through, I think Randy, 30 day 37 or something on the 75 day hard, right? Almost halfway. And I think a hundred thousand plus have done it. And now millions failed, but I don't focus on the millions that failed because it's a mindset thing, right? I focus on a hundred thousand. Well, if at least a hundred thousand did it, then surely I can do, I can be part of a group of a hundred thousand. I just have to make certain good choices every single day. But if we're using this formula and you're, you want to lose 20 pounds and you go, okay, whatever you vividly imagine. So you're thinking about your body when you have 20 pounds off, what's it going to look like? You're looking on the scale, you know, maybe you're going from 200 to 180 and you're like, okay, that's going to look good. I'm going to, I'm, I'm excited. You start getting excited. Don't you? You start, you start visualizing the future and imagining a better life, imagining your body healthier. You start getting excited. So you vividly imagine it. You ardently desire it. I mean, maybe you're like me. My daughter could be one time. She goes, daddy, you look like you're about five months pregnant with that belly. And I was like, <laughs> what? It was a life defining moment for me. I, I was like, you're right. I look, I was like, you're right. I do. This is a bad day. Right. So my <laughs> desire was like, my daughter never say that again. I was like, I don't want my daughter to say I look pregnant. Right. Nobody, <laughs> no man wants his daughter to say you look pregnant, daddy. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm imagining I don't look pregnant. I'm thinking I desire to not look pregnant. <laughs> and then I believe, you know, and I had some belief because I'd been in the military before I'd lost some weight before and stuff. So I knew, and I'd wrestled when I was younger. So I knew I could lose weight. I knew that I knew that I knew. Right. And then I enthusiastically act upon it. And what did that mean? I mean, I, I burn more calories every day than I was eating. Like I was out there running. I was out there walking. I was working out in the gym. I was saying no to that second piece of pizza or that fifth piece of pizza, <laughs> you know? And I just, I just started, I started tipping the scales in my favor. Right. I mean, I mean, to get like a, you know, a 40 year old, that looks like you're pregnant. You had to put the scale the wrong side a lot, you know, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Healthy food, man. Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. Pizza, yeah. Fast food, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Energy drinks, energy drinks. It doesn't take long. I just watched the show uh, Super Size. You can see how fast you can put on a lot of weight in the wrong places. And then I had to switch my mindset. I had to start not putting the scale, loading it up over here on this side and start loading up the scale of health and nutrition and eating right and saying no to things and resisting my flesh that said, I'm I need more sugar. It might, you've given me sodas and stuff for a long time. I need that. So my whole point here, Andy, is this formula works. It works with health. It works with success. It works with relationships. And if you just use this formula, and it takes a little time, you have to think, you know, I think a lot of people, it's, you know, it's possible, Randy, we can go through life and just stop thinking. We just, we just react. We just, we just become like reactionary, like, oh, I got a bill. Okay. I guess I have to figure out how to pay it. 
um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm late. I guess I got to speed. You know, so we become really reactionary versus, you know, thoughts and, 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 and thinking. And our thoughts are things. And we can control what we think about. We can take our thoughts captive. We can think on these things, which are the positive things. You know, we are mostly what we think about. And so this, this idea of thinking, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's as a man thinketh, so he is. That's in the Bible, right? So if you think you suck, <laughs> you're going to suck. And we met those people. We met people, everything they touch turns to gold. We met the people that everything they touch turns to crap. And why? Because they believe it's going to turn to crap before they touch it. So don't be that person. Believe and know and get around the right people so that you can tip the scale in your favor because it's very predictable. Success is predictable. Health is predictable. Most things in life are very predictable. So the key terms that I think that I'm picking up on what you're saying is control, getting into the driver's seat of your life versus having life being dictated by the outside. We've, we've covered Jim Rohn's concept of being uh, influenced by the wind and setting your own sail. Uh, the other thought that is coming to my mind with what you were saying is that it, it's another Jim Rohn quote is our weight of discipline weighs ounces and regret weighs tons, meaning it's the discipline to do the certain things day in and day out to get the positive results is a lot easier than the down the road having the regret of wishing you would have when you don't have any uh, more ability to to change your current circumstances. Those are the kind of the thoughts that are going on in my mind as you're you're describing those things. But the control that's the Rich Mind Podcast. That's where all of this comes from for me. Is that folks taking control of their money and their mind, not leaving it to chance, not leaving it to anyone else but themselves. And there are people just like you and I, Chad, that are trying to help individuals do that, take control of their thoughts, realizing that whatever attention they've got, whether it's their weight, whether it's their finances, whether it's their family, whether it's their friends, whatever it is that seems to be not necessarily in a good place, they can easily, and easily might not be the right word, they can positively take control of those thought processes put them through this equation that you're describing with us today and start generating a different outcome, which is going to build some different momentums in their life. Like you said, the folks that have these positive attitudes and positive results, what is the key indicator as to why? And a lot of it is because of the things you're discussing with us so far today, which is super exciting for anybody that catches the past and just realizes that they are, it's possible. It can be done. We've done it and we're continuing to do it. And we're trying to encourage everybody else to do the same. Man, you brought up one word and I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up because I feel like it, we kind of skimmed over it and I, I want to address it real quickly. But that word is discipline. Hmm. And I'll tell you, if you just get disciplined in just a few things in life, you will show up at the top of every single list of any any group you ever get with. You'll be you'll be very disciplined. There's a great, great scripture. And I, I literally meditate on the scripture for a long time. It's become part, part of the, the core of who I am. And I think it's, it's in Hebrews. I think it's 12, Hebrews 12, 11. And it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. And so no wonder people are out right there, right? They're like, man, seems painful. Like I want to do something intentionally. This seems painful. Discipline seems painful. So no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of peace and righteousness for those who have been trained by it. See, in the process of being disciplined, you get trained by discipline. And then what gets, then you develop a hunger to have the next discipline. 
in the next discipline. And the more discipline you get in life, see, time is, is, is the one thing that most people waste the most of. And the older you get, the more you see time slipping through your hands and, 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 and getting away from you. And the more valuable time becomes. I mean, you would, you would agree, I'm sure, Randy, everybody our age, you know, you're 30. Or, I mean, when you're in your 20s, you're not thinking about how much time you have. You know, you're just like, I got unlimited time and I'm on top of the world and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But as you get older, you start you start valuing time more and you start saying, OK, what what am I investing my time into and, and what is this doing to me? And the people around me into my life, into my future. And you start to see the importance of, of discipline more and more and how valuable it is. You start seeing time. You start going, oh, why am I, why am I sleeping nine hours a day? I mean, if I can get by sleeping on six hours a day and squeeze three more days out of each day, because it gets, it gets more and more valuable. And you start to see how you want to invest it in things that that matter and help people and all these types of things. So when I, when I got that verse deep in me, you know, it's just, it became part of who I am. And now it's very, discipline is very, very important to me in, in a, you know, that type of sense where I want to, I want to let my yes be my yes and my no be my no. And, and when I say I'm going to do something, do it and not say I'm going to do something. That's like one of the words and we talked about before how the word can't, you could remove the word can't and put in won't. And that probably is more true, right? Well, the word that drives me nuts and I have to remember, because I used to say this word myself a lot, is the word try. You know, like if you say, hey, uh, will you be there on this Zoom Thursday night? I'll try to. What that basically is, is just, yeah, unless something better comes up, you know, I don't, I don't want to commit, right? But that's called a clue, you guys. If someone says try a lot and they're not really committed, that means they don't have discipline. So it's called a clue. And so if you find yourself saying try a lot, you check yourself. You know, do a checkup from the neck up. Don't get mad at me because I'm just giving you honest love right now. Check up from the neck up and to say, why do I say the word try? Why can't I let my yes be yes and a no be no? Why can't I just say, no, I'm not going to be there because this is this is going to because try usually means no or maybe maybe we'll see. See how I feel like what does that even mean? You know, like and a lot of people live their lives that way. They wake up and they say. I'll see what I'll do today based off how I feel and based off if I'm reacting to things and there's no, and, and the crazy thing is, is we can live that way. We can survive. It's easy to survive. You know, I mean, over 50% of the world, people live off of $2 and 50 cents a day or less. So especially we're talking to a bunch of Americans entitled Americans here, probably who, you know, we spend more money on closet organizers in America than, than some countries total entire uh, budget. So it's easy. It's easy to survive. But, you know, the, the word hero comes from the Latin word service. So if you really want to be a hero, you want to be a hero to your kids you want to be a hero to your spouse, serve them. It's that simple. Jesus said service to many leads to greatness. So I know every man and deep inside, we all want to be great. So we want to be great. Serve the many. Get disciplined in serving the many. But it's hard to serve others if you can't even serve yourself. It's like you're in an airplane and the and the oxygen masks fall down. It always says, put yours on first. You got to take care of you. I've heard Jim Rohn say, take care of you for me, and I'll take care of me for you. So you got to take care of yourself first, but that's not the only person you take care of. But that means you have to become disciplined. If you're not disciplined, how are your kids going to be disciplined? I think about that, Randy. I think all the time I think about, man, if my daughter is going to look for a husband like me, because most daughters do, I got a lot of work to do. And how am I treating mama? 
what's what's my what's my little girl Ava thinking when she sees dad? If she's gonna look for a man like me, oh, I got a lot of work to do. Love it, love it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that, that's all I got. Unless you have some some questions, but I love that quote. And everybody who internalizes that quote and you make it part of who you are and you just start going through that process, just vividly imagine something, build up your excitement, your desire, ardently desire, sincerely believe it's possible and enthusiastically act upon it with the work. And then it becomes inevitable that it'll come to pass. So folks, if that's the type of thing you desire in your life is a positive change, this episode is going to be very valuable in your life moving forward. Share this with family and with friends. Uh, repeat it to yourself, though, as, as he kind of referred through there at the end, as far as the, the idea of the putting your mask on first. You've got your, to get your own mindset right first before you can begin sharing it or expecting it out of others. Start with you first. Pay attention to your words today. Think about this. I, I personally do this, and so I, I actively do this all the time. I'm paying attention to what I'm saying, how I'm saying it, how I'm showing up, my energy levels. Now I'm probably about, well, I'm, I'm a few years into my journey of this personal development journey, but so I'm I'm probably a little bit more polished at it. I have a little bit more discipline at it. But if you can get yourself used to just even paying attention to the to the words that are coming out of your mouth and being active with questioning yourself, why do you say that? Why is it why are you saying maybe? Why are you saying, why don't you have the discipline? Just that simple practice. That Chad, so just this last five minutes or so of this episode is gold. If you can take it, internalize it, and then put it into practice along with this success equation that he's given us in this quote here today. So the last thing I want to do, Chad, this has been fantastic. And I think we're going to bring this one in for a landing today. Can you, for just one last time, can you just read that quote one more time for the listener just to kind of just really get it internalized then as we, as we close today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire, sincerely believe, and enthusiastically act upon must inevitably come to pass. Love it. Love it. I think I'm going to get that printed somewhere and then I'm, yeah, I'm going to put that somewhere for myself. That is awesome. So thank you for bringing that to the, to the conversation today. Uh, you told me before we hit record that you've had this quote that's been so powerful in your life and I can see why it is. And I look forward to implementing those ideas and thoughts into my own as well. So hopefully you, the listener, will take that as well. Uh, run with it. The idea is that we are trying to give you information, uh, wisdom that's been shared with us, that we've put into practice, that we're starting to see and are seeing positive results in our life. And we were trying to give it to you in this format that can easily be consumed. You can record or rewind, you can replay, you can wherever. The mobile classroom is how I learned it, right? So maybe you're listening to this in your car, uh, which is fantastic. The idea is that you're taking in information, take control of your thoughts, take control of your mind, and who knows where the future will end up for you today. So Chad, I appreciate you being on here today. I look forward to coming back uh, again very soon uh, for the next episode. This will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Randy, to have these conversations with you. And I look forward to many, many more. Absolutely. So folks, go out there, have a fantastic day. Hopefully you're uh, finding a lot of value in these episodes. Chad and I are having a lot of fun doing them, right? So this, this is quote unquote work, but this isn't work. This is fun, 
right? This is a blast. I'm learning a lot as well. Uh, I've been a student and, and Chad is, is bringing a lot of information, some different thought processes, even for me. So hopefully this has been valuable for you as well. Go out there, share it with your family and friends. We would love it if you would uh, take a few minutes, uh, even give us a, a review on whatever platform you might be listening to this on. Uh, we're also on YouTube, uh, but it's all over the different uh, podcast platforms, you know, any type of feedback that you can give would be much appreciated as well. So go out there, have a fantastic day. And until we come back to you with the next awesome episode, we'll talk to you very soon. Bye now. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.